On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to take a first look at the Philadelphia Eagles kickoff matchup week one against the New England Patriots this Sunday in Foxborough. What matchups to watch? Plus, the Eagles' first official depth chart of the regular season came out. All that and more on this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a water bottle with any order. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs, we promise you. Gino, it's game week, man. Eagles, Patriots, this Sunday, 425 kickoff in Foxborough. We're going to take a first look at this matchup. We have a jam-packed week of shows. Tomorrow, we do our rookie reports. We really dive into more of this matchup. Thursday is crossover Thursday with Locked On Patriots host Mike Tabate. Got some betting coming up on Friday. It's that time of year, man. We really made it. I- I'm so pumped. Even tomorrow, we got or Thursday, we got Chiefs-Lions. We get back into robot mode, and I say that in the oh, best yeah. way because when you turn on robot mode and it's football season, like I did this weekend, I sit down and watch every single game I can consume, and then you turn on an Eagles game, man, yeah. I can't wait. And people have been complaining about some of the the later start times, Lou. I love that this team is in prime time. Put the best teams in prime time. They're getting the uh, the first. It's, probably, you know, it's the older Jim crowd. And and the older crowd yeah. wants their oh, day to be done it. by four o'clock. The yeah. best game I ever saw in Lincoln Financial Field was a Sunday night football blowout. They shut out the New York Giants under the lights. It's such a cool environment. And oh, yeah. the first one, you get Jim Nance, Romo, CBS yeah. game of the week. Everybody is going to be watching this one. Mm-hmm. I it's will a say, rematch of the Super Bowl, but two teams are a lot different from those for days, sure. Lou. I will say, for week one, I do like a 1 o'clock game for the Eagles because then you get that game out of the way, especially if it's a win. I can enjoy the rest of the day, but if the Eagles play at, like, you know, 425 or a Sunday night game, Mm -hmm. then I'm just juiced up for that game all day and I can't really focus on anything else. So, at least for week one, I do like the early starts, but yeah, for me, I I love that the Eagles are playing primetime football. They're one of the best teams in the league, and the league wants to showcase that for sure. Mm -hmm. So, one thing... They're not showcased at home this week, which I don't love, but I do love the matchup, Gino, against New England. I think this is a team that is as average. This is like the definition of mediocrity to me when it comes to a sports franchise since Tom Brady. And I really like those matchups in the beginning of the year because everything, everybody could be a little bit rusty, although the Eagles were pretty hot out of the gate last year. There is some rust, and so I'd rather take a worse team early on and play the tougher matchups, you know, at least on paper later in the year when hopefully you're firing on all cylinders. So you must have loved the first two weeks of college football where the scores are Oregon not to 81 that extreme where to your Portland team's putting State up 81. 7. No, okay. Not yeah. that. That's a little too extreme. <laughs> I know. I get what you're saying though, Lou. I remember the Carson Wentz first game against Cleveland. It's just like a one o'clock oh. in the afternoon game. I'm living in college. One of my favorite week one games we're, of all time. We're all watching our different teams and then, you just go about your day, but I get what you're saying that you're juiced up that whole time. But yeah. talk about Tom Brady, Lou, add a little bit more fuel to the fire. 
This is yeah. the game that New England is honoring Tom Brady. What a way to ruin a first party. And you know, BG is going to be. I was going to say, I need BG like sideline. screaming from the sidelines when Brady's talking or something. I'm going to get you 12. I'm going to get you. Oh, yeah. That would be great. But yeah, Tom Brady's gone and this New England Patriots team just, again, they have a reputation of the best dynasty in the 21st century, but that team mm. is long gone. Again, Gino, you know, we've used the Minnesota Vikings for this comparison of just a team you don't want to be, or I think right now the New York Giants, just based on a lot of it has to do with quarterback, and I think Mac Jones is perfect for this as well. It's just a team that's stuck in the middle. They're not bad enough to pick at the top of the draft, but they're not nearly good enough to compete for a championship, and that really is New England. Like, props to Bill Belichick. I will say, in the post-Tom Brady era of Patriots football, I think him, the coach, has done a lot more with a roster than many many others would, but it's hard to give him full credit because he's the general manager, and he's just built up a team that's just, again, meh. I mean, they're always kind of in it, but never really. It would be like if the 2015 Eagles just kept running it back every year, and that just feels like a miserable existence. There's some picks that he makes, and you're like, man, that one is really good. Like just... When he got Josh Uche a couple years sure. ago, yeah. I was like, oh my or Kyle God, Duggar him and Kyle Duggar, exactly. Yeah, I really like the Christian Gonzalez pick this year in the first round yep. we both really liked. But, but then, then there's like the Cole Strange. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it's like, when you're that old as a coach and you only have so many years left, why you're like hitching your wagon to the epitome of average at quarterback and Mac Jones, who's like a museum style of player, just the pocket passing guy that doesn't really push the ball down the field. I, it's just a weird, everything about new England is strange. My theory is that Belichick just wants to get that winning that wins record and just, it refuses to take like lower steps down to get back higher to a championship team. Like, I think he kind of prefers to be a wild card contender where he gets a lot of the credit. I don't know. That's a hell of a conspiracy theory. I think that's what Kyle Shanahan loves too. It's why when they traded up, I think he wanted Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I think some coaches like this style. They like winning in a dirty defensive way. They get a lot of credit, even if it means they're not a title contender. I don't know. Maybe that's like too deep of a theory for Belichick, but he's got all his rings. So one thing I will take away from that though, is Bill Belichick for the longest time had the best quarterback in the division, right? And then yep. the other teams are always trying to find a way to counteract Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of the reverse where all of those teams have better situations at the quarterback positions. Yes. And that's why I take away what the Eagles did. The second they were like, man, Carson might not even be the best guy in our division. They're like, okay, we have to upgrade Jalen Hurts. It seems like he might present something better, but I'm with you, man. Like the Mac Jones selection, it's just going to keep you at a – a Jeff Fisher type of record, like a nine and seven. Well, that's what they've been. Maybe a 10 win season here and there because their defense is probably going to be really good. I'm sure they're going to have a great rushing attack with Ramondre Stevenson and a little bit of Zeke sprinkled in there. But man, look at your wide receiver situation. You got Juju Smith Schuster, who's like a 1B guy. Same with Devontae Parker. Same with Kendrick Bourne. There's not like that true star studded guy. Everything Hunter about Henry their roster, Gino. Again, just, there's no. It's not D and average. F players, but it's like C minus everything about their roster. I'm like guys C-. you win with just, there's not many guys yes. you win because of right. Everybody. And look, Matthew Judon, elite pass rusher. I think Josh Uche, mm-hmm. really good young edge rusher that oh, took yeah. a big step last year. Like, you know, Lane Johnson, and Jordan, Maialata, although they're elite tackles in the game, they got their work cut out for them week one. But outside of that, it's like, yeah, everything about them is extremely average. Their backfield, I like Ramon, Ramon J. Stevenson, but not an elite talent. Can't even say his name. Ezekiel Elliott's their backup right now. It's just, it's a very weird team. And I think the Eagles should be heavy favorites heading into Sunday. Oh, you would have to expect to. And especially when you might have 
the one secret weapon in the NFL in Matt Patricia, who like knows everything that this guy does because he called his defense for the longest time. That might be something that helps you out even more that we don't talk about. But when it comes down to X's and O's and guys getting on the football field, I think when you look at matchups all across the board, yeah, I would say you were right on with Matthew Judon probably being their top tier player. Mm-hmm. Does he win every matchup against Jordan Mailata and Lane Well, that's Johnson? the thing. He probably you know, like splits them. Probably the splits one, them. The one spot where the Patriots have elite players, I think, is a spot that they still don't have the advantage. No, the Eagles offensive line, I mean, that trumps everything, right? Like, yes, that's, that's having the queen in chess that can go anywhere on the board. They are going to counteract everything. Mm. And then you look at the wide receiver matchup. I think they have the favorite matchup at all of those positions. I put Slay and Avante and JB over any of these guys, right? And you don't think that those two guys who played Juju in the Super Bowl are going to be a little fired up to get their hands on him once again. Mm. So add that to the fire. It's a good when angle you, I didn't think of. Yeah, When no, you for put sure. all these things into the Eagles' basket and wanting mm. to get that bad taste of the Super Bowl out of their mouth, like expect a Detroit Lions-style outing when it comes to offense and the defense. I don't know if you heard, but the Patriots don't have their starting right tackle. They're going to yes, be and we're starting get into that. probably somebody who is an undrafted, or not an undrafted free agent, a UFA that just got signed. I like the Eagles matchups all the board. I do too. And, you know, we're going to dive into those matchups coming up next because I think, too, it's going to be – I don't know if this is going to be a blowout. I think Bill Belichick, again, he's the greatest defensive mind in NFL history. It's going to be fascinating to see what he tries to draw up as the first guy to get a crack at this 2023 Eagles offense that has no tape right now. So what his game plan will be is going to be really interesting. We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Before we do that, we're talking, of course, about the birds five days a week. But we're also talking about our friends, bird dogs. You know we love birds here. I love dogs. I got two of them myself. But what I love even more than that is for myself, who's somebody who my legs are way bigger than they should be, bird dog shorts are the absolute best. I put these things on. You don't get the little muffin top. You don't feel tight through the thigh where you're having to readjust all the time. No. They're way better than the alternative. I'm telling you, Lululemon. You're going to be paying probably less than half of the price. Bird Dogs has fixed the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but also stretches. They gave us some joggers as well. I wore those on my way to my wedding, and then I wore the shorts that they gave me today to work out. They're functional for literally every occasion, and you got to go and get Bird Dogs today. I'm wearing the hat that you're going to get if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter the promo code bird dogs or locked on at locked on NFL at checkout and you'll get a free water bottle with your order. I use that water bottle at my workout today. I bring it everywhere I go. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you I even put another pair on right before this show. All right, Eagles fans, thanks so much for tuning in to this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. Also, the Lockdown NFL Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Lockdown NFL hosts with added insight from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off in just two days. Chiefs-Lions. Catch every episode on Lockdown NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We are taking a first look today at the Eagles season opener this Sunday against Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. And, Gino, I think we both agree the Eagles should be heavy favorites 
even on the road, even with the hype of Tom Brady Day for New England, I think the Eagles, when you look at from a personnel standpoint on both sides of the football, even where the Patriots have good players, I think they're still at a disadvantage, i.e., you know, Judon and Uche versus Maialata and Lane Johnson. Um, when you look at anything else across the board, man, I mean, you mentioned it with like the receivers going up against Slay and Bradbury. When you look at Devontae and A.J. Brown going to be testing a rookie in Christian Gonzalez so far on Sunday, I just think the Eagles, I mean, unless they really just come out rusty, mistake you know prone penalties everything like that I just don't know how the Eagles lose this football game right it's don't shoot yourself in the foot and when you go out there you look across the field and you say I can beat any one of these guys right and and that's what you should go in with being the team that was as good as you were last year that has the anticipation to go and win a Super Bowl and we always talked about Lou when you get to this point of the season or this point of your arc in terms of growing as a football team, these are the games that you have to win and win in a fashion where you're saying, yeah, that game wasn't even close. Like it might look close at the end because they got a couple backdoor scores, but you were up three scores. Most of the game, you got two to one in terms of first downs, you got 66% third down conversion rating to their 33%. And that's the type of game that I believe Nick Sariani wants to come out and instill right away. Because that's what kind of got them in trouble in his first two years, right? Those moments where you're saying they could have played a perfect game, but they could have did this better, right. but. And those are the things that you have to overcome to win a Super Bowl. And you saw that, right? Like, it's in the margins, and this is the first place and the first time that your ones are going to have that opportunity. You don't think that they're going to want to go out there and be perfect, especially Jalen Hurts. Like, if the guy throws an incompletion, you know he's going to feel like it's the end of the world. But just go out there and do what you did last year, week one. Play comfortable, fast football, penalty-free, go out and win that football game that you should. Yeah, again, unless it's like the Eagles shooting themselves in the foot or the Patriots just scheme up this masterpiece, Mm. and maybe that combination is what gets New England to win. Again, I'm not saying this is like the worst roster in football. The Eagles are not playing the Arizona Cardinals. New England made the playoffs two years ago. Last year, they weren't a pushover. Like, they weren't terrible. Again, they're extremely average. They are towing the line. Like, they are the purgatory of the NFL. So they're going to be competitive. And again, it is at home. It is Tom Brady day, but... I just think you like again. It's so hard. Scheme can only take you so far, even when you have great coaching. And you know, I think on offense, like their play calling is going to be way better this year. Matt Patricia oh, yeah, is not calling plays anymore. I mean, that's Bill O'Brien is such an upgrade there. And I think he had a good repertoire with oh. Matt Jones. It, for okay, Bill O'Brien's not great, you know, but it's not Matt Patricia. Yeah, like I get. a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach were calling plays for Matt Jones. Went behind Belichick's back last year to get advice from Bill O'Brien about this offense. Like that's how bad it was. So it'll be better. But yeah, I just, again, personnel is eventually what takes over in these games. And the Eagles are just so much more talented of a football team. And then there's the quarterback gap. I just think, again, there's just two completely different styles. And I think one is so much more dangerous than the other. Let me ask you this question. Say they were playing Indianapolis in this game and Anthony Richardson is the quarterback that you're going against rather than Mac Jones in week one when you don't have much tape on this kid. I'd be way more scared of the Colts right now. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah, 100%. Because Mac Jones, you know, you get him on interior pressure. Hassan and Josh Sweat are going to clean up. I just don't think he can ever. Again, Mac Jones, not a bad quarterback. I just don't. I'm never scared he's going to beat me. I'm just not. No, especially when you talk about how are the trenches going to hold up? Well, you just put Riley Reef, your starting right tackle, yeah, on the injured reserve, 
And he's right not mobile. Before, right before not one mobile. of the worst or the best teams when it comes to yeah. the pass rush. This could be like that Carson Wentz game, Lou, where it was just like every single time he drops back, they sure. are hitting this guy and he's just getting hit and hit. And it's inevitably going to lead to an interception. And mm-hmm. we're going to see maybe Bill tries to take away the middle of the field with Hunter Henry or tries to get some inside zone stuff going to go at those linebackers. But yet again, you don't have film to know what the Eagles are going to do. So right. it's like if push comes to shove, I know the Eagles are going to win in the trenches. And I know that's going to lead to turnovers. Do I see New England putting Jalen in a situation to cause a turnover? Maybe if Uche or Judon wins one of those reps, but he can get out of it with his feet. And that's the thing Mac Jones doesn't have. And that's why I'm super confident going into this game because I know the guys leading the way. And I think it's perfect that they announced their captains today with the graphic they put out. The final four, the core four leading the way. Those guys know all the outside noise is over. 2022 is in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, we just got to go and kick Bill Belichick's ass in this game re- yeah. in reality. Do you know, I think, I don't know, Belichick, what his game plan is going to be on defense. I think he'll be aggressive. I think he's going to want to blitz and just not let the Eagles sit back and pick him apart. That would be my guess. Got um, With the Eagles on defense, again, you mentioned Riley Reef not going to play in this football game. One of the Patriots' starting tackles. The Eagles' four-man rush will probably have a lot of success. But even so, I would still bring the pressure. I mean, I am not scared of any of these Patriots receivers. I'm totally fine putting a lot of these corners on an island. So for me, and again, Mac Jones does not have that mobility. If I'm the Eagles defense, I'm aggressive in this football game. And Jonathan Gannon's gone. I'm very, very curious to see how aggressive Sean Desai is what different formations he uses, situational football. That's one of my favorite parts of this game, Gino, is seeing how different the defense looks under Desai from a schematic standpoint and decision-making compared to what we've seen from Gannon over the last few years. Because I will say with Gannon, when he did play bad quarterbacks, that's when he would dial up pressure. He would just turtle when he played anybody that was average or or more. But to that point, there's those games where it's like, how does quarterback X complete 80% of his passes? And like, yeah. You weren't winning with four. You didn't send the blitz, and it's like the right. guy has to do something. And again, you know, I think they'll win with four probably this week, oh, and yeah. then you probably won't have to. But just keep go after Mac Jones. I'm not, again, there's nothing scary about this offense. The is going to bring pressure from the second level. He's going to bring pressure from the third level. He's going to mm-hmm. show two high safety shells where he rotates to a single high safety, has two guys on the outside, and you might see him bringing six or seven guys just to hit home the point that we are going to get to your quarterback. We are going to make him uncomfortable. And when you have to put your foot on their throat, Lou, where Jonathan Gannon, that was his thing. He kind of let you breathe a little bit. He let you catch your breath when you got above water. Sean Desai, I think he knows what he has at his disposal, right? And he did that in Seattle with a younger team where he's like, okay, I got athletes. I can bring them. I got Jamal Adams. I can bring this guy from any position to blitz the quarterback. Hey, let's do that with Sidney Brown. Hey, let's do that with Reed Blankenship and N'Kobe Dean. And they were very vanilla. As Nick Sirianni said in the preseason, this is where you're going to see Sean Desai's creativity. And I think this is the perfect matchup. You're not playing a young quarterback who's just going to go and sling the ball down the field and try to escape with his feet like AR or CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, for example. You're going against a guy who you know what he can bring. You know where he can target you. Take away his strengths and make him feel uncomfortable. How does Mac Jones get uncomfortable? Get him outside of the pocket. How do you do that? You bring pressure on the interior. 
How can the Eagles do that? Well, they got freaking 20 guys that they're going to continue to rotate snap after snap after snap to hit. Give me some Sidney Brown play. blitzes this week. That's what I'll I want. I'll take a sack from Sidney in his first game. That'd be pretty cool. I want to cool. see that guy firing like a rocket up the A-gap. That'd be something fun to see. N'Kobe Dean, too. It's going to be – I can't wait to see, honestly, what the defense does just How as much as love the it could Sean decide be in one week if he just sends the house, gets you back to like a Jim Johnson-style defense yeah. where and again. Like, you can just take away anything that they do. And trust me, as much as I love aggressive defense, I know in the modern day, like you can't sustain that every single play. It's not going to be the main part of your defense, but it's something I hope to see against New England for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, Gino, let's get a first look at the Eagles depth chart heading into week one coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I cannot wait to start betting on the NFL Thursday. It's Chiefs-Lions. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Huge deal. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props, futures, bet on Jalen Hurts to win MVP, Jalen Carter to win Rookie of the Year, all that and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, taking a first look at Eagles Patriots this Sunday. Week one of the 2023 NFL season kicks off. Gino, the Eagles did post their first official, or it's unofficial for now. We'll see what happens on Sunday, but their first look at their depth chart for the 2023 season. And um, there's some blank spaces for now because it's unofficial, like punter. I don't, I, is Cypos going to be the guy on Sunday? I mean, that, I feel like it, he is. I, find looking. I think they will. Like when they can do that maneuvering of bringing guys up and down the practice squad. Come yeah. later week. I don't think it's going to be sit boss like, or just go the Presbyterian route where Presbyterian University didn't not punt the entire season. And I can Jake Elliott just kick on Sunday. Yeah, he could punt. He's or done punt. all right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you look at the depth chart. Nothing too crazy here. And again, it is unofficial. So take it with a grain of salt. One thing that I did see that I don't agree with. If this is the move the Eagles are going to make, I already and, know what you're going to say, and I already yeah, got my counterpoint to it. Go okay. Ahead. Interesting. So Nick Sirianni talked today about at the safety position with his press conference. And he said that um, right now he has not named a starter next to Reed Blankenship and he doesn't have to until Sunday. I, and I'm interested to hear your counter. So on the depth chart right now, it lists Reed Blankenship. And then the other side is Tremaine Edmonds and it's Justin Evans. For me, again, outside of Sidney Brown being a rookie, I don't know what this summer Edmonds or Evans showed you that Sidney Brown did not where Brown should not be a starter. To me, he is a skill set that nobody else in this position has. I think he proved this summer that he's... Reed Blankenship even said it's hard to tell sometimes he's a rookie. I thought he tackled extremely well. I thought he covered really well this preseason. I I think Sidney Brown's ready, so I don't know. That's my take, and I think Edmonds and Evans are okay, and I just... Unless you're starting him, not starting him because he's just a rookie and you want to ease him in, I don't really get the logic outside of that. Well, there's a couple points that I'm going to counter you with here. Okay. One, the Eagles have never been a team when they release these depth charts that puts out any sense of information that is going to give you yeah, a picture that's to fair. the puzzle. Well, that's what I'm hoping, Gino. Two, Terrell Edmonds is in a completely different position 
plain safety than Sidney Brown, in my opinion. And I think they trust Sidney and Reed Blankenship to mm. mo- to probe those back-end areas where Terrell is going to be, like I've said, that Malcolm Jenkins style of player who plays between 5 to 10 yards. Because if you also look on set depth chart, Lou point three, how many linebackers are there? Well, there's only three of them on the roster. Terrell Edmonds is going to be your pseudo off-ball linebacker, going to probably cover Hunter Henry a lot of the time. And I think Sidney Brown is going to see the field. I think he gets at least 50% of the snaps in this game. I don't think it's, there's even a question about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It's just I know Justin Evans has been getting a lot of first-team reps in practice this week. I think the other thing, He'll too, though, the is... see the field. They're going to rotate him yeah. like they did in, pra- in camp, for sure. And then you look at, too, like the, with the Eagles, though, the way they play, at least from their scheme so far, they play sides on... Like, I don't... They don't have, like, extremely different roles when it comes to their two starting... If they're running a two-safety look, the majority of the time, from what I understand, is that they play more sides and like the strong and free. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. Right. Right. But then you're right. Like Edmonds is the third guy will be more of a pseudo linebacker kind of hybrid player. Yeah, he's like in volleyball, the player yeah. who wears a completely different jersey called the Libero, yes. if I'm well, not that, mistaken. You know, that's basically what he is. And I agree yeah. with your take that that's what Edmonds is going to be used for. I'm talking about when there's only two safeties on the field, though. I I, I want Breed, I want Brown and Blankenship. Well, you're hoping you play matchups, right? I mean, if sure, sure. New England comes out there and they're in 11, like, yeah, get Terrell right. Edmonds off the field and put Sidney Brown on there. Like, he's okay, somebody that I get can it. cover But if Gusecki and, right? and Henry are out there for 12... Yeah, I, I mean, sure. like, I don't okay. want... Like, yeah, I know Sidney Brown can tackle, right? But yeah. I... I know Terrell Edmonds has done that job for five years in Pittsburgh and mm. he hasn't missed a game and he's a pretty good tackler, right? Like that's, that's what you're going to have to hope. Yeah. But Sidney Brown shouldn't be worried about getting playing time. You shouldn't worry about Sidney Brown getting playing time. I think it's evident that they know what this kid can do and read Blankenship. This kid's going to come like a bat out of hell because he hasn't seen the field. Sidney Brown, anytime he's out there is going to just lay down the lumber. Terrell Edmonds has his job. And I think Justin Evans if he beat out Kavon Wallace, man, like you might not get, like him. I, know, I might not like him. I, did, I didn't see it. He I has just, a maybe, role, I guess. Maybe he was better in training camp and in practice than what I saw in the preseason. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do at safety. That's the position right now. We really don't know what the official game plan is. Even at linebacker, mm-hmm. we know now it's we have some clarity that it's going to be N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham. And even at running back, the depth chart lists all four of them as starters, which I loved that part. They truly are going to run this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the most committee approach since like – Buckhalter, Westbrook, and Deuce. Fantasy players 2000s. are going to hate this team. Everybody's gonna going to text to me hate. like, oh, who do Gino I draft? Dude. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I have I, oh, no that's idea. That's all I've been getting because it's <laughs> fantasy draft month, right? Yep. So for the last three weeks, all I've been getting is what Eagles running back to draft. And I'm like, I guess Swift, but don't add, like You're all going to be pissed off at me yeah. when I tell you to draft him and Rashad Penny goes off once every four weeks because that's what's going to happen. And there's going to be a Kenny G mm-hmm. game. And then Boston Scott's going to have two games a year. We know that. And then, like, Alameda Zacchaeus will have a game where he has yeah, two right. touchdowns and 75 exactly. yards. And exactly. AJ has Quez one is going to go off one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's bound to happen, right? Yeah, for and that's, sure. that's one of those good things about this step chart and why it is to an extent, like, it's one of the benefits of having such a good roster is that you don't have to overplay your hand. Like, it's not like a varsity football team where it's like, this is the guy, he plays two ways, take him out of the football game. Who can you say that to for the, you have to worry about every single person. Like all of these backs are going to present you different looks. I mean, each of these safeties has a different skill set. The linebackers that you're going against present a different skill set. So Bill Belichick, he's going to have his hands full trying to scheme up a game plan 
to beat these looks that you don't have much tape on. Like, that's tough. In three to four weeks, it'll be easier to scheme against the Philadelphia Eagles, but right out of the gate, it's like, how is Sean Desai going to deploy his pieces in a battleship board? Like, where is he going to put these guys? You have no idea. You're, you're, you're guessing. You're guessing where these guys are going to line up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, offense, Gino, I feel like it's definitely more predictable. It's why I'm fascinated on Sunday to see what this defense looks like. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think it's like the matchup against New England's offense, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do for sure. And we'll continue Great. to cover it. We've got three more shows for you Wednesday through Friday right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.